There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. can think of a bunch of stuff to talk about. Love I really like radio. this one like you, so I'm not going to have that much problem. I liked it, too. <laughs> I love the jazzy music. I do, too. I never look up to I don't. see the countdown anymore, either. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, God. Welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host from com, Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire, Shane Leonard. Thank you. Hello. This week, we are going to do Argo. I'm not going to do the, the fancy talk about what we are this week. I'm just going to skip right past that. Wait, what fancy talk? Like You know about what the show is and what oh, we do okay. and all that stuff. Oh, all right. Anyway. People should know by now. Right. Yeah, we'll pretend that no one's tuning in for the first time. This week we are reviewing totally Argo, and uh, it, you know it it was good <laughs> because you were just saying that be you were just saying review. that's right. You were just saying that I didn't like it, and I'm like, that's not what I said. You I surprised me sometimes. I, I didn't just, say I didn't like just it. Just the way that the show starts. I mean, we have a a very set way of doing it that I'm. I, it's comforting. It's comforting for you too. Right. That's why otherwise no, you we do don't it. have a set way of doing it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. But yeah. then you know, I figured you would say, you know, like we're actually blessed to be reviewing something that isn't out yet. How right. we got to this point, maybe or maybe not. But right. No, and that's like we're doing Argo. It, it, it is was good. It, it, it is actually <laughs> so we're off and running. It is actually cool. Well, because it, this kind of actually leads from last week. <laughs> You know, when we were talking about how you say all the negative things or and then all of a sudden right. the rating's not that low. Yeah. And and now you're like, Well, I liked it way more than you did and you didn't like unlike you, I liked it or whatever. I'm like, I, what? I didn't, I That's didn't also say part of our thing. Um is the first person to throw the other, other. Yeah, first person <laughs> yeah. to throw the other under the bus is the right. winner. So. <laughs> this is starting to feel a like fabulous a, prizes. Exactly. <laughs> this is starting to feel like we could be doing this every day. Like this is our new radio show. Oh god. We've yeah. been doing this what? This is the second time in four days. That's so. right. As soon as as soon as the sponsors kick in, then right. There we are. Right. So we're going to do um, Argo this week. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, this is the first time that, you know, things have kind of come together and, and worked out to where we actually can get to the movie and the review and the whole thing before right. the movie comes out. And for those of you out there who have listened, you know, fairly regularly, that's actually kind of going to change as soon as we get to closer to like awards. Right. Uh, we finally got the really official notice that the uh, Critics' Choice Movie Awards this year is going to be January 10th, oh. and I think the the nominations uh, start going in on December 3rd or something like that, so that's pretty early yeah. compared to what it's been other years. So yeah, that means that, that means... even though uh, you know we there are a couple weeks coming up where we might not be absolutely sure what we're doing. And that's pretty much going to be it because right. after that, um, as soon as we get to November and right. with that early a date, all the screeners are They're just going to be rolling in right. like insanely. So right. 
we may soon end up having shows where we do two or three movies that aren't out yet all right. in one show. And maybe we'll even do some of those things. You know, we'll figure it out. Some that maybe, we've missed. Maybe and, we'll do some we've missed yeah. and even do some shows that might be a little long on time maybe, but maybe we'll do two movies, two reviews in one show. Right. You know, something that people might be seeing. Uh, well, you know, we're going to have a lot of options. Right. But it's gonna there, cool. it, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And we will, we will probably ask for help on some of these, some yeah. of these subjects too, if people write in, which leads me to people writing in. So that was cool because <laughs> yeah. before we jump right into the movie, I wanted to uh, uh, talk about another email that we got. And hopefully, wow. you know, maybe not for as long as we did last week. Although well, that was really – That was funny. That was fun. But I got an email um, about – kind of about last week's show. I guess they sort of talked about last week's show. But it was a really interesting email because it was the second email I got from this person. And uh, his name's Jack, and he's in Kent, England. Oh, cool. Which I thought was, like, crazy awesome. But, um, you know, he emailed me once before and just said, like, you know, like the show and everything. Mm -hmm. But he he emailed me now and said he has, you know, been listening for, I don't know, five or six shows or whatever. But so he's gone back and listened to a lot of our earlier shows. And he said he wanted to write in again because we don't talk about this as much anymore. Hmm. And his opinion was that we should get rid of the whole idea to begin with, even though we don't really talk about it that much anymore, which is that we're looking for the giant disagreement, oh. which we have not really mentioned all that much uh, in in, 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 in recent shows. Right, I understand. But, but uh, earlier on, I don't know, a couple months ago or, you know, as things – things progressed we kind of were like hoping for a show where one of us would be like one star and one of us would be five or some gigantic difference like that we just i guess kind of had it in our mind that that would make for an interesting show or whatever and so he has he he went back to some of those earlier episodes and he said you know you think you don't have those differences right but you do right and it's cool and yeah. and it makes and in his opinion it yeah. it makes the show really good that's cool where the star ratings are doesn't matter and and he right. said he he listens to a lot of movie podcasts big movie buff i guess oh, and yeah. he even mentioned some that are english podcasts that are oh cool you, you know from people who are in england doing the podcast yeah and uh, he said what what he has come to like about listening to our show is that we could be really close and still have totally different reviews and be talking about totally different things. And the star rating difference it, it just doesn't, doesn't mean anything and isn't going to change how yeah. good or bad the show is or, or anything like that. Right. We kind of just – I don't even know why, but got it into our heads that that would be interesting – it would have and, – and to be fair, I think it would have been if – I mean, I think the biggest discrepancy for a couple of those movies was – it might have even been Total Recall. I mean, I think you really we had, had, it, we had a pretty you, good – It was like a two-star divide, yeah. which is I think is – we've never had a big three. That will be like, wow, you really loved it, and I totally did right. it. But I think that's been the biggest discrepancy. Um, I thought it was Total that, Recall. That, that might have even been a – Little more than two. It might have been like two and a half. It might have been or, something because I know, but it was I know a pretty big really, difference. Yeah, and that was the biggest one we'd had. And even in that show, uh, we weren't at each other's throats. We weren't like, well, this is never going to work again. Right. You know, it was like, well, that's cool. You liked it. Here's why I didn't. And you're like, are you crazy? This is why I thought it was great. Right. And and so I just thought it was an interesting email to get on that point that he was 
you know, because even when we listen to the shows, we're not we're still just not listening to the shows like other people are listening right. to the shows. And he made some good points in trying to say you don't realize how much of a difference there is. And right. and it's a really good thing. And you guys do it well. And, you know, he's talking about some other shows where people will both rate something three stars mm-hmm. and it's almost like one of them didn't need to show up. I mean, like they're, right. they're just talking about the same things and they have the yeah. same perspective on, we on certainly don't things. do that. It's usually right. like I, by the time we're halfway into the show and I'm thinking, wow, he really hated this. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm about where you are. And I'm like, right. Oh, where, where was that a half hour ago? So I think it's interesting that, you know, it's, it's the no planning. I, I, yeah. I, I think that getting the instant reaction is, is interesting because what I say or what you say, I mean, you do the same thing. I, I've ha- had many times Absolutely. too, where you were ripping on the movie and I was yeah. like, Oh my God, he's going to rate <laughs> yeah. this like, you know, none or right. something. Right. And then all of a sudden you're pretty close to where I am yeah. still, you know, you're lower than I am, but, but now what happened? You did something. You and your computer. technical difficulties. Right. Anyway, I, I think it's still working. Well, <laughs> we'll pretend that it's still working, but like you know, you would just talk about the negative things, and and then by the time we get to the end, you're still lower, but yeah. but you're not. But I think that's because when it comes from trying to do this right away, you know, if you were thinking about putting a review together, mm-hmm. you would talk about it differently and sort of look at things differently and you'd kind of try to relay the big picture of your impression of the movie. But when we're doing it like this, it's just like these negative things are what stand out to me right now. And they're what I want to talk about. Right. And, and I think that that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think that that works out really well and apparently it does. Well, and I think also one of the things that without having read, excuse me, that email, but like echoing exactly what you're saying and then we'll both stop patting ourselves on the back, I think, which is, it's important for me anyway, to look at reviews. Um, I used to, we talked about this at Argo where I used, or, or maybe it was Frank and Weenie. Um, it was just recently when you and I were talking, but I've seen you so much in the last week, like they're all blending together. I used to just follow like Owen Gleiberman or Peter Travers or David Denby. And, and then eventually what you do is you, the people that you're interested in their take on the films, they, they'll like something you hated or love something you didn't. And then you kind of realize, well, it's good to get a sampling of things. And if we come right. to the same kind of parameter of a rating, but we come at it from totally different areas, that's the interest to me. And I, and I can totally sympathize with that feeling, which is the rating at the end is just, it's arbitrary to me. I right. want to know because I like your take on these kinds of films, but not on these. Right. You know, if I was an audience member, uh, which I guess I technically am, um, I would be more interested in how you got there, not what it is. Right. Exactly. And I think that's I think that's a great point because we often do arrive at maybe a similar review differently. And if you you know if you have friends that think of films differently, they're not going to maybe think the way you did, but maybe you guys will all like it. Yada yada yada. Right. So. Exactly. And you know, not to get uh, all the way back into a show on mm-hmm. how we come up with ratings and things. Which, by the way, we have that show, and you should go and and check that one out. And it's actually a good show. I mean, it I just, is a good I just show. listened to that show. one again yeah. recently. And you know, if you're into movies, I, I think it's a very interesting show. And I think it's good if you have any interest in our show. I right. think it's it's good to know where your critics where are coming, coming from, from and and how they do things. But you know, like like I've always you know said, really, I don't I don't care what movies 
people like. It's not like, oh, they like that movie, and so you know now they have no taste They're and that I can't person. stand them. Right. It's why they like them. And if yep. they have an actual story to why they like it, then fine. Yep. It's sort of it, it's sort of like I want to try and uh, bash on Roger Ebert whenever possible, but you know he had he has his big thing about Transformers, right? And yeah. there was the whole internet like fiasco that that became when he basically <laughs> said everyone who likes Transformers is stupid, right? And he kind of went, <laughs> I remember that. He, he went to um, his quote that he loves by Gene Siskel. Where you have to update the movie because it's not the movie that Gene Siskel was talking about, right? But mm-hmm. it, you know, if someone says that Transformers Two, let's say, or whatever it is, right? If you, if your opinion is that that's the greatest movie ever, I get to say that you're wrong, right? And it, there's a point where opinion becomes, you know, can actually be wrong, yeah. And you know, that's its own debatable thing, which I think I agree with, but. It's kind of another step when Roger Ebert goes, if you like Transformers 2, you're stupid. <laughs> right. Because I might think you might you might actually like Transformers 2 for stupid reasons. Right. But you could like Transformers 2 and, and have a story about right. it. And even if I don't agree with the story, right. at least you have like a coherent story that makes sense and not just like, yay, things yeah, blowing things up are, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. so anyway, I think that's how we both kind of yeah. come to movie criticism, and we both kind of have still our own particular perspective that yeah. we're bringing to everything. So, yeah. you know, like you see Frank and Weenie, and you go, "I, I love it. I really yeah. enjoyed all of the stuff that it was doing," and and I kind of go, "Well, I." I see the stuff that it's doing. Right. Yeah. It doesn't it Usually, doesn't come together the same way for me. Maybe and, this will be our new thing, though we won't say it as in depth. Maybe the thing that will be interesting to us is not the film that we have a, di- a big disparity about, but the film that we just can't see the other person's like I thought that was the most boring piece of trivial crap. Right. When, How can you like that at all knowing everything I know about you? This is ridiculous. That will be the thing. And that'll be the same thing if it, it won't be like we were trying to at first go for like maybe a three and a half or four star or bigger difference. Right. It'll have to be like the complete difference. Right. right? It'll have to be like right. one of us will go zero or five yeah. and the other one is way far on the other right. extreme where, you know, right. you're saying War Horse was the greatest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And I'm going, really? It was That's when you start checking the person's neck for like the pod person <laughs> right. insertion, but all okay, right, so, so seriously, yeah. enough about that. Well, all, wait, one last thing. Okay. How cool is it we have international listeners? It's that's extreme, actually really cool. It's extremely cool. That somebody, actually. you know, well, he's it, in bed now. He's not listening to this. It's maybe, uh, it's funny though because um, you I know, think at, that's awesome. At the website, uh, something like twenty five percent of the traffic you comes from this. Europe. Yeah, you and, told me that, and, and I thought it, that was interesting. And it is interesting, and it's really cool. But absolutely, but I will get comments, you know, on the website every once in a while that someone says where. They are wherever, and it doesn't hurt anything that you know. Usually, movies come out later there, and so right, right. What what we've got, you know, what we're doing now, we're doing every time we do a show for people in England right. because it's not out yep. for them. Whatever. Anyway, so Argo, Argo, um, and you know, the first thing that I feel like I have to start out with is whether you like this movie as much as the hype. It's getting because mm-hmm. I like the movie. I'm not really on board with absolutely the hype it's getting. Right. 
But I did like it. But whether you like it that much or whether you kind of, you know, I'm sure there's people who are going to watch this and say, hooray for whatever. Like, right. the, I could see people blowing this movie off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But no, no matter where you are in the spectrum, I think at this point, you've, you've got to kind of give Affleck some credit for being able to direct a movie. Yeah. Whether you like this movie or not, it was well made. I mean, looking back at him years ago, it's funny how fast things seem to have turned in a way. Um, it doesn't feel like, and I know if I start looking at the release dates, it's going to feel much more ancient than it really is. But it doesn't feel like so long ago that he wasn't in Mallrats, but that he was in like Armageddon and Pearl Harbor and these, the you know, and <clears throat> Daredevil. It's hard for me to even say that, but. It, it it seemed like and, it and wasn't you know so... the real death movie. I, I mean, are, are you going for the badness? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm going for that that dismissive flavor of the month kind of like, oh, he's the new pretty boy for a while. Right. Oh, okay, right. And and now maybe seeing his his maturation as an actor is certainly prevalent. You know, I, I right. think you can easily point to it. Not just using the films that I just mentioned as like a litmus test because those are. Again, if you like them, great. That's your opinion. But in my opinion, those are really, really below clearly what he's capable of. Right. But maybe he just grew into his own shoes a little bit. And there's the there's the death movie. But that, then that, well, I, that I won't. Even I know you. I know say you the name it. of. I know it's a it's a very big long death movie. Um, but his his transformation into actor director has been really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm a. I know we talked about this at one point. Maybe when we were looking at Argo down the calendar. Yeah. And I just said, man, Gone Baby Gone and the town. I I love those things so completely. Right. And he's 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 certainly taken. This is not a small kind of like, not that Gone Baby Gone really was, but you could argue that the town was just kind of like a very small production. Um, he's got a, he's got a lot of big things to do in this film, and I thought he handled all of them perfect. Right. You know, and there are problems with the film, and I'm sure we'll get to it. But really, just looking at, I guess, a very long-winded way of saying, looking back at the guy who was in Armageddon and Pearl Harbor and saying he's going to be like three for three in his major directorial films, not the death film. But um, just the talent that he's got and the ability to make these films is is not dwindling. It's right. just getting better for me. And that, actually, since you bring it up, that might be kind of a good point of reference, I think, for people who are... Because obviously we're not going to be spoilery no. uh, at all for a movie that's not out yet. Right, absolutely not. Not that I think that not probably that there's... A whole there's lot to get around. There's but... really, like, spoilingness happening to yeah. a, based on a true story, you know, declassified <laughs> thing from 1997. I mean, right. it was declassified in 1997. Right. It happened in it's not movie. like it's a, you know, story that has this magic... Right. Twist or anything right. that, you know, the butler did it. Oh, my God. Right. But still, we're not going to, like, really get too uh, into things that happen further along in the movie because that's just the fair play that you sign yep. up for when it's a preview film like this. But, but I think that that could be a good point with the town because you really liked the town. Yeah. And you really liked this. Or yeah. at least I am led to no, understand yeah, you really like I, this. I really like this. And I mm-hmm. am kind of about the same place maybe that I was with the town. Right. I like the town a lot. Right. There were a lot of people saying it was, you know, 
just the, the super coming. awesome greatest yeah. thing ever, and I just was not on board with that. I right. I liked it a lot, and it almost got to the point with the town where it was it was almost sort of like precious, you know. You couldn't even just say that you liked it a right. little bit. Yeah, you had to love it like feverishly, or people were mad at you. Right. You know, and right. the, and the town was like the same way, where it was you could even give it a positive review. Right, but if it wasn't positive enough, but go right. and you know four stars. Right, and four? you still would get you know, flack yeah, from right. people, right? Right, and and that's that's where <laughs> it feels like this movie's almost going to because man, everybody loves this movie, and uh-huh. it, you know people coming back from uh, Toronto and various. Yep, various places, right? That uh, all these critics are are giving it like huge, huge reviews, right. and I kind of feel like I am. For those who have been listening and and keeping up with us, we had uh, one of our writers, Christopher Lomanac, was uh, at Toronto, and and he, I I feel like I'm kind of in a similar place that he was in. Yeah, which it was. It was funny because movie, we were talking about that because he he came and said, okay, so I saw Argo, and you had even mentioned Argo. Right, like, I asked because I really wanted to know if it was as good and, as it was uh, Right, and, and he was saying really all these <laughs> negative things about it, and he was like, yeah, what a yeah, And he was uh, echoing Eight out of ten. He was echoing your, yeah, <laughs> he was echoing your perspective, which is I don't see why everyone's really getting it. I, right, I mean, I right. thought it was a fun film. And then I was like, okay, wait, what? And I'm thinking, you're going to give this like four out of ten. This is really, this is a devastating blow to my calendar of interest because I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And then he's like, yeah, eight out of ten. I went, it was like cold water got thrown on me. I'm like, I can't see. It's funny because not only was that just perfectly in line with what we do here, obviously, (laughs) right? But you know, he only has a couple of minutes. Yeah, right. And and he had other movies he wanted to get to too. In in a very short amount of time to right. try and touch on all these yeah. movies. So the, you know, the big thing he wanted to get out was yeah. not quite as good not as everyone bad. is trying to sell you on. And, and <laughs> so it comes off wrong, but I feel like I'm, I'm really kind of in that same boat. Yeah. I don't know why, apart from the fact that this movie has kind of a Oscar Beatty feel to it yeah, in a way, even, even just because it is based on this kind of, Right. You know, feel good about America, true story mm-hmm. and everything. And, and, you know, it's got this look to it yeah. that it's like, well, we're going for cinematography no matter what happens. Right. right? I don't care how long we have to be in production. Yeah. I, I want I want, this I, Oscar. I want some Oscars. Yeah. So here's one we can Costume shoot for. design, cinematography. These because the be cinematography big. actually was Remember, really we cool. we said we were never going to be these five <laughs> guys. Now we get an early release, and now I, look I how quick we turn. But it but was it, really cool. It really, it really was. was. I mean, it was it, it was good cinematography. And you know, the horrible thing about talking about one of the reasons <laughs> that... are such hypocrites. Well, I, know, I love it. One of the reasons that I didn't want to you know, talk about cinematography yeah. all the time is because... At this stage of the game, when you're on a show like this, too, you might even try to write some stuff into a review, but you're doing a, a live show, and it's just like, go, no one's right. scripting what's going on. People who are listening either get cinematography or don't, right. and there's not time to try and explain why I think it had good cinematography. Right. So then it's like a waste to bring it up during the show, except <laughs> yeah. that it really, it, really it, it really had some cool cinematography. So anyway, I think uh, 
you know, we need to jump into like kind of talking about the movie. So yeah. I think everybody kind of should have the general gist. I, I Even think the trailer I, gives I, you kind of yeah, a, a hint I, I of think the we're history. Gonna, you don't have to be, you know, I wasn't alive when this stuff happened, but I, you know, I learned about it in school and I remember it being referenced and the trailer kind of reminded you. Right. You know, there are Americans captured in Iran and America wants to try to get them out. Right. Danger. So the trailer basically, I think it's fair enough to just assume everyone's seen the trailer, right? So yeah. Ben Affleck is this exfiltration specialist. We have the whole uh, hostage crisis in Iran mm-hmm. that everybody knows about and everybody sees on TV. Right. But there's like a secret other hostage problem in right. Iran that people don't know about, and it's all a secret that uh, six of them escaped, and now they're being hidden in the Canadian embassy. Yep. And now we've got to get them out because eventually, you know, they just can't stay there forever. Right. And or, they're going to figure out they're missing six, and if they right. do, there's going to be a lot of trouble. And in the in the way things went down when the uh, U.S. embassy got taken over and all the hostages were taken in the first place, they didn't have the opportunity to like burn everything. Right. And you know, so they shredded stuff, and they will they will come to find out that people are missing. And everything will be, you know, eventually they just can't stay there forever. It's it's going to crash eventually. Which is, I think, just as a quick interruption, if you don't mind, which is, I think, is a really good positive for the film. It would be very easy to portray, you know, Americans, but also the Canadians are a huge thing. So North, you know, North Americans as the like the Holy Avenger, the, the good guys were all in white. The film, the film actually opens up with a really interesting you know, montage of like animation and news feel, uh, news footage for like the history of stuff. And then it goes into the scenes that you're talking about where they're burning, trying to shred and burn files. And it's clear that the perspective here is that, you know, yeah, we're, we're rooting for us because we're the good guys here, but we're actually not um, the only good guy. It goes to a good length to show like the Iranian point of view that isn't necessarily like a reinforcer for them, their actions. But if we were such the good guy, we wouldn't necessarily need to shred our files and burn our files. What have we had got to hide? You know, and it, it it kind of plays it fair. It kind of shoots it right down the middle, I thought, which is to show we weren't necessarily the most untouched, you know, for guilty parties and things like that. Right. So I just thought that was – I thought it was an interesting moment to take that stand early in the film, which is to say this is kind of like why they look at us this way. And we weren't necessarily all – you know, wearing the white hat because if we were, why would we be shredding things and trying to get out of the way? And so, that's right. My, that's my quick two cents. I'm not sure that everyone will be behind you on that because I, I think don't know. I Probably think that not. every embassy being taken over in every country under any circumstances, everyone would burn everything, no matter what they were doing, if even they if were they were never doing anything wrong. Honest, oh, they shouldn't. But I but horrible waste. But but I'm thinking that they would because <laughs> even if even if there were no other reason to do it. What if six of you escaped and we didn't want <laughs> we didn't want you to know that who exactly was here and that they had yeah. escaped and then you would go look for them and find them and kill them? It, I mean, clearly, you know, you're beyond yeah. a certain amount of reason of what you're going to do with what's not shredded if, when you're already storming the place. And, and there's a cool moment and, later which and, we'll get to eventually with all right, the shredded and whatever. Like but, it's really like it's really interesting. Yeah, but right. so anyway, I mean, you know, everybody knows. Like I said, the story, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's the exfiltration specialist. And and what happens is he's going to go in and make a fake movie. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to be the sell of trying to get the people out. He's going to try and pretend that he is a producer making a big Canadian sci-fi, Canadian Star, Star Wars, Wars ripoff right. thing, where even it's cool because all the characters look like, you know, tweaked versions right. of, of all Star the people Wars from stuff. Star Wars yeah. and Ming the Merciless. Right. There's right. like a right. clear like Ming in yeah. there. But anyway, um, so that's the way we're going to try and sell getting in and out of Iran now is that, you know, we're from Canada Mm -hmm. and we're making this big budget film and we're scouting locations. And the whole plan is to only be there for like a couple days and kind of get the story there and then get them their cover stories and get them on a regular commercial flight back out. It's not like a, you know, black ops kind of thing. It's like. It's like the most above board, non sneaky, <laughs> right. sneaky thing Espionage that you could do, right. which I think is part of at least theoretically Affleck thinks Affleck's character thinks that yeah. that's that's the sell to it is that it's right. almost like we're not selling anything, right? right? We're just getting on a commercial flight. Nobody's right. We're not nobody's being dangerous right. or or doing anything weird, right? Yeah. And so the whole movie is just getting that to come together and mm-hmm. and the story behind it, which. You know, you don't get this to the end, and like you were saying, obviously lots of people who are going to watch this were not there, right. did not see the stories. But And I I almost wish there was a way that you could have part of the end at the beginning somehow that you could know because yeah. um, when you have the parts at the end, I mean, not like – I don't <laughs> think this spoils the movie or anything because I'm talking about something that actually happened in the world. but. Right. When you have all the stuff where, you know, Canada taking the credit and that was what was on the news and mm-hmm. it was like this whole Canadian operation and stuff, I just almost wish that they could like remind you of what the real outcome seemed to be to the American public right. for so long until, you know, back in 1997 and nobody cared anymore and it was right. declassified and the real story came out and nobody heard it or knew they had it. To I mean, re, they had nobody to read up on it. Nobody, again. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> going around the internet, like reading all the right. declassified things and going, Oh, Hey, that's a neat thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, because by the time you get to the end, it was just so cool. Yeah. Except that, you know, you can't have that with you going through the movie. And I thought right. if there was somehow a way that you could just remind people of the right. real end right. beforehand, but well, not that it would make a difference, but so that's, that's the story we're looking into, right. basically, and it's all about how can uh, Ben Affleck's character right. um, get this to come together in a way that's actually going to work. And so, you know, he goes to Hollywood. He's got to get real producers. He's got mm-hmm. to he's got to make this thing so real right. that when he's in Iran and somebody you know, he needs someone Questions to believe either. that it's right. a real thing, it will be real. So right. he's got to have press events and yeah. he, they've got to have like an office and, and you a know, makeup people and, and, all and all this stuff. And so that then, which is a thing that I thought was a little odd, actually, because, I mean, I didn't know how it went down exactly, but he goes over there by himself. Yeah, and that's not how I expected that was going to happen. Yeah. I thought he'd you know take a Somebody, couple of people yeah. just just to be people, just to right. be 
well, you know, like we get our, our cover stories for the people who are trapped in the embassy of they're all involved one way or another with with the movie, so that's why they're here right. to scout these locations and everything. And I just I, I don't I don't even know why. As we were going through the movie, I was just expecting that there would be a yeah. couple of right. of other people, you know, like have some real Yeah you know, sound designer or yeah, set designer right. or something come along with you to help sell right. being a set designer right, or right. whatever. Anyway, so, but that's pretty much where we are with the movie. And as we lead in, I think it's really cool. Um, I think the movie starts off really good. Yeah, really. I thought, and, yeah. And I think it has a certain point in the middle where there's a lot of stuff I'm not that interested in <clears throat> as I guess the telling of this story. And then the end is great. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like this kind of weird, right. Y- you know, it's one of the things that you're always going to run into telling these true stories. I mean, it's like, it's here's the true story. Here's the true yeah. story. You have to make a movie out of it. Right. And things have to progress in certain ways for movies. And we have to, yeah. you know, we have to look at this for a while. We have to look at that for a while. We have to set him up getting there and we have to right. put all these pieces together and we have to set up a bunch of characters that maybe we don't actually need to set up, except that moviness says that we, we do, to, right? Yeah. There's um, like kind of his handler guy or, you know, whatever. He's like the he's the expert who gets called in, but he gets called in, you know, to the CIA. And there's right. And so we need to. Talk to that, that guy, Cranston, he right? Was right. Awesome. He he was really good, right. but we, you know, we have to yeah. talk to him a lot. We have to have mm-hmm. John Goodman as as a movie producer. He or... was the makeup guy. Oh, that's right. He, he was, was the, the guy. He was the had, makeup guy, and he had he was representing a character that had who was understood to have helped Hollywood out, uh, helped the government out with other things. But he was most notable for Planet of the Apes, right? Because when there's a scene when Ben Affleck, but he he already he, he was a great guy to. Right. Uh, Attach his name because he had won Oscars right. he was for that stuff. He's right. as real as it gets right. and everything. So we, you know, we go through and I think oddly, like we built up the tension like really well going into the beginning of the movie. Right. And and I was really liking the movie going into the beginning of the movie, and and it was really good. And then it's almost like we had too much to do and not enough ways to have tension about it yeah and so it was, then we just kept talking for a while now you know now my phone's ringing again. your phone always rings seriously well these kind of films we talked about this when um when we were well, not really watching the film but when we just finished it, my opinion on these kind of films is they're really hard to do especially if there's some semblance of history that people already know um and <clears throat> this kind of film though you may not know the whole story of the the Canadian crusade to get these guys freed, you, you pretty much can even tell from the from the trailer that it's going to work. You know, this isn't a big spoiler thing like what you said a few minutes ago. We're not really giving anything away um, in that regard. Right. We know what happens. But at this the is end, like no matter what. Is, right. This <laughs> is like for me when I was watching uh, just to shift gears for a second when I was watching Miracle, you know, which is the Kurt Russell film about right. the U.S. hockey team playing the Russians in the Olympics. And even if you're not a big sports buff, you probably know, even if you don't, you know from the trailer that 
The Americans, you know win. What the Americans right, beat right. the Soviets. The trick there is to tell the story in such a way that's exciting and engaging about the struggles, even though you know what already happened. Right. That's a real difficult thing to do. Um, and in like with Miracle, um, there's a moment kind of like a roller coaster thing where it starts great, the character development's great, and then there's kind of a weird lull where it's almost like, well, get to the game. We just like, have the, to get the hardest thing. Stuff, the hardest yeah. thing of that specific movie, and I'm going to transition back to Argo in a second, is getting everything to happen with character and development and story to the actual hockey game because the hockey game should be, in a way, the most boring part. You already know what happens. Right. Like there's a false. What, what could you do, really, with filming that? Right. right. There's a false climax here. And even if you took artistic license and you played around with the score a bit so that the Americans were down 20 to nothing, you know, I mean, <laughs> really, you're going to dig yourself a bigger hole. In Argo, what really is the most important part of the film, uh, one of the most important parts of the film, to me, is really not even when they finally get to Iran, when Ben Affleck meets the six and he's trying to coach them and be like, look, this is your new identity. you got to learn it back and forth because... Right. The people who are going to stop you and inspect you and question you, they studied in America and Canada. They're going to know. So you have to know better than they do. That part of the film is necessary. Like what you were saying, we we kind of have to get to that part. Right. For me, the best part of the whole film is kind of like – it's almost like the Ocean's Eleven kind of vibe, which is we have this impenetrable fortress we're going to have to break into. And they've got guards and watchtowers and alligators that talk and all these things. Right. How do we do it? This film is exciting to me because they have like the most crazy idea. You had to step out for a second, and there was one scene that you missed for just like 35 seconds where he's he's showing up to his superiors. They're not Hollywood superiors. They're government superiors. Oh, and he's got to sell it. And he's got to sell it to them, and they're like, look, this is is like the worst idea. Don't we have a a better idea? And he goes, sir, this is the best bad idea we've got. And it's that thing where then the guy finally goes, okay, we'll go with the best bad idea. And it's this fun metaphor. Now I'm even digressing a little more. It's this fun metaphor not only for government but also for Hollywood. Like this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek way of looking at how both departments kind of work. Right. Hollywood sometimes just goes with the best bad idea, and we certainly know government does. Right. Um, but it's it's all about how – they went through with John Goodman and Alan Arkin, who's absolutely razor perfect. Yeah, he was He great. was so good as this producer who famously in the trailer maybe gives away one of the best lines of the film where he's like, if I'm going to do a fake movie, I'm going to make a fake hit. Right. You know, and his his steadfast attitude to get this to be the best fake film that it can be lends itself to a ton of humor. But also there's difficulties that they get to so that by the time they actually get to Iran, Maybe all the best and and sort of nerve-wracking parts are behind you. Like right. now you just have to go through this moment, which I agree isn't the most exciting part of the film, um, but all the roads have put you to this point. And, right. it, and again, I was kind of looking at the film as more like a political Ocean's Eleven. Like really just how do you guys do this? And really right. how do you assemble a crew to do it? How do you get all the equipment? And that and, was a lot of fun that, for me. How do you, how do, you do things like um... – what are all of the pieces to if you're really trying to right. convince the whole world that you're making a movie but you're not what are the things you can do right. can't do and it was you know, perfect how do you knew. want it to come together right. and and yeah and so they they've got the people and they go well this is what you have to do and right and we can and even one point he's like we can't get in there if we don't have like a lot of buzz we're going to have to do a live reading and all this other stuff and right well there was a there was a one point where they were thinking about 
it was before they got to this big press event thing that they were going to do. Right. And what the thing the thing came down to was if we had some more time, right. then we could just build buzz in like a more natural way or something right. and it wouldn't have to be a big thing or whatever. But yeah. we can't do that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. do like this big, giant, you know, whatever it was. One of the things that um, I think is the probably the best thing about the movie, and I don't know exactly how accurate this might be historically or whatever, but one of the things that I think is really good about the movie and that Ben Affleck pulls off really well and, and makes it work is that we always get this sense like you were saying that it's the best bad idea that we've got. Yeah. But we always get the sense that it's like he's going to do something. Right. And the ideas that the government people have are nonsensical. I mean, they right. are like beyond suicide missions. They're like, even if you get what you're trying to do, you're still dead. Right. It's like they were horrible, ridiculous ideas. And he's just committed to the idea that he's going to do something. I'm going to do something that is some attempt to get these people out of here I don't know that this is a real great idea, right. but I think maybe I can get it to come together and maybe we can pull it off or whatever. Right. But whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, he's going to do something. Right. And then, I mean, he throws himself into the lion's den yeah. because if it doesn't work, right. you know, he, it ain't working for him either. Right. And which I kind of thought was a little weird when people were not so happy about him being there and stuff. Right. It's like, I mean, dude, I have to get on the plane. Well, that was, that was a huge, no, you're right. And that was a huge moment in, in the character story when, and I'm going to blank on all their names because the six, the six Canadians, right. you know, the six Americans are too many. I can't remember six names to save my life, but it was awesome where one of the guys who is really out of the six is just like, I don't trust you. This, this plan sucks. We're going to die. Like he's, he's the negative Nancy of the entire thing. And the one that Ben Affleck really has to convince and, and he could have easily had just said what you said, but instead somebody else in their group said he has to get on the plane too. Right. He's here. And Affleck doesn't have to do anything in that scene, but stand there and, portray like i've signed my own death warrant for you like right. you're gonna kill me this plan's gonna work as dumb as it is but you're gonna get me killed right and it's like what you just said it's this awesome moment and, and where it, he's it, like it is there. it is really cool when that gets immediately like spun around yeah. like because you know the guy is saying you're going to get us killed and ben affleck's right. like you're going to get me killed <laughs> right because you're not doing what i tell you and right. you know whatever but i just thought that was Really cool that you can kind of feel that all through a lot of parts of the movie. Yeah. Even in like some simple things that are almost kind of throwaway parts, there's they do this big party for the movie. He's kind of dressed up, walking around. He has to kind of like, he just kind of has to like schmooze around. Right. So which which is, is yeah. which is so weird that it's like, this is something I have to do. Right. Because this is what I would be doing. If I were really a producer and I have to sell this to everyone to get it into the press, to get the buzz going. Yep. But just, you watch him walk around that party and like get the glass of wine yeah. and just the way that he does that. And you kind of can get still the continuation of that sort of sense of, you know, this has got to come together because right. because he's going to go. Yeah. And if it's if he doesn't have it set up 
enough and it all comes crashing down around him, he's still going to go. So you just can see him walking around going, you know, this has to, this has to work. And, you know, to kind of be able to continue to sell that through scenes that aren't really talking about it it is really one of the best things about the movie. And another thing that I just want to get out, um, because you were talking about how, you know, the the emphasis is not really like I guess sort of the the whether or not they're gonna get out, the whole the whole chaseness, it's like a fake it's like a fake chase, right? Yeah. Like when you have the hockey game. It's like once you're at the end with the hockey game, the tension of the hockey game is like this bizarre falseness, right? Right. Because it's hollow, like because you know because result. right, it's like uh, you know Russia scores, and you're supposed to go, oh no, right. you know we're now we're lose. down more, right. but but it does, it's not going to do anything. Right. So you have to be very careful with how you're playing that in your movie, because you can't start trying to sell that drama right. of, of the hockey game. And I think this movie has went a little wrong yeah. in, in that exact score, because you know not that I want to talk exactly about what happens you know towards the yeah. end of the movie but I think in this movie we really start trying to sell things like you know the US hockey player falling down and right. maybe he's hurt and can't continue and now it's very dramatic about whether or not we're going to win yeah and you know the <laughs> the <laughs> comparative things that happen at the end of this movie I didn't like a lot of of that exact moment when it's like we're really trying to build some tension about whether or not this is going to work. And you have to do that to a certain extent, right? right. I mean, you have to have some stuff there, but I think it did, it did kind of, I think, cue us to maybe people involved in the movie could have been a little more mature in their movie making. Yeah. And noticed that maybe we didn't have to have all of that stuff yeah and and all of the little the little you know the car won't start right. when i'm yeah. while i'm running mm-hmm. away or yeah. you know we don't need you know a, a couple of things we know it's tense anyway right. i mean it's like it's not right. really like if this doesn't happen exactly right this second you know and a horror movie girl falls out falls down running away or right. something i don't think we needed quite so much of the heavy handedness with how we were trying to build the tension there, because, you know, like you said, it's just, it's all trying to sell this hockey game yeah. now that we all know they got out. Right. I mean, it's right. like, right. so it's, it, it's, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Well, it's weird too, but, and I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to allude to it. <clears throat> there was a part earlier in the film where I felt was a really like kind of tense, nervous moment where the Canadian embassies hired a um a housekeeper and in a way that i'm not going to ruin because i you know i enjoyed just seeing it unfold she figures out that something might be wrong with the house guests that are there sure right and in that moment that effective kind of tension that just kind of you you feel like or i felt like this kind of swell of like wow things are going to get bad quick right like it's so out of control so many things that they're that that if you if you believe in the story as truth, and they did certainly take limit, uh, a little bit of liberty with stuff, but if you believe that all the lucky fortunes that have put them in this safe place, man, the the clock is running on them. And I felt right. like a real that, urgency. For that it. was and that good. worked. That right. was perfect. But they don't know. 
Affleck didn't necessarily grab that later when I think it could have been tweaked like what you're describing. Right. And, and if he had, it would have been that, real... not that it was. It's not. You bad, know, it's but... sort of. <laughs> that's that's like the danger we run into every time you say a negative thing. It's like, and therefore the movie sucked, right? right. It's not like no, it's a it's huge a... horrible thing. It's just that. Not. It's just that that could have gone a little better. And you know the thing, um, I like the whole angle where we just kind of have the housekeeper, right? Yeah. When the people show up, you just can't get rid of your housekeeper and right. go, well, I have a secret now, and so I'm going to get rid of the housekeeper, right? <laughs> right. And so that's like a very real way to throw some angst into yeah. you know what you're seeing. And, and now the thing that I don't like about this uh, – one of the things I don't like about the movie and that whole play, yeah. which – I don't think it's actually a complaint about the movie. I think it's a complaint about not seeing the director's cut. Right. Is that there are like two or three more scenes with the maid where we have more explanation. And then when we get to the end with the maid, we understand how we got there. Right. And when we get to the one actually very cool scene where we have the maid and and she has to make her decisions, right? Yeah. There's a couple of scenes before that where we understand right. how we got to those end points and they did not make it in the final cut. Right. And you know they're there and you yeah. know they're on the deleted scenes yeah. or the director's cut or whatever. And I really wanted them yeah. because okay. I really liked that whole part coming together too. towards the end and and bringing it up in the beginning and then, you know, people are looking at people, you know, right. sideways, yeah. you know, whatever. And I think that stuff all worked really well and I don't know if, we we just were going for the exact time we wanted or they just didn't work out those yeah. those scenes didn't work out exactly the way we wanted to but you just know they have to be there right. it's not like we started with the plan of yeah. we won't explain anything right. and it yeah. will just it will just suddenly be there but i did i did like how that came together i liked how a lot of other things that were kind of working the tension came together too with even though they're kind of like stagey moments, but when you had the the kids uh, putting together the pictures yep. and you had the various arms of the Iranian government with, you know, who he has to talk to in order to get the film made versus right. who's in charge of all these hostages versus, yeah. you know, who's got to be in control of, whatever and they all have to figure out that you see people like running around from like right. place one to place office to office yeah and and i thought a lot of that was really cool because you know it it put some depth to like the bad guys right that that we were having to deal with and and it was really well done i thought for a movie that could easily could easily just go yay americans are right the greatest thing that's what i was ever yeah. right and, and so they did a lot of those points in, in really good ways, and they they kind of got you to the emotions that you're supposed to have. And, I mean, you, there's got to be some reason that you're watching it. Right. As opposed to just watching the newsreel or, right. or reading right. something. And I think as much as I think this does get to places in the middle where it kind of drags a little and, and maybe it's it just kind of like – it lets you off the hook and then tries to get you back on again. Okay. And that's a really tough thing to do. And I think the beginning was so good, probably like, you know, the first 20, 30 minutes or whatever were so good and, and really kind of had you where you wanted to be. Right. Even to the extent that you were kind of sitting there watching it going, this is where I want to be. Right. 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 For the movie. And then it like lets you off the hook. And then as soon as it does that, 
then it has to try and wrangle you back in. And the way that it wrangles you back in in a lot of different ways, I didn't like not only just kind of the horror movie, you know, kind of moments, right. but even like the this whole thing where we go to the market and and then we have to, you know, be very nervous and then right. and then somebody has to, you know, start an uproar and everything and that all just didn't really feel right with the rest of the movies, but yeah. but we've got to get You've you back get up there. there. Right. So right. And those moments are just like being afraid in in any film. Like if Harrison, if Indiana Jones is in danger twenty minutes into the movie, okay, you know, but you're pretty sure an hour and twenty minutes later he's going to be okay because it's his film, right? Like it's almost like a we've got to try and like you say, amp you up a little bit, get you back on the hook. But really, there's you know, there's still but where can forty we go? minutes, right? There's still right. forty minutes left where you know this isn't going to be the moment they get in trouble. But you know, right. I understand. I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I, like I said, it's it's hard to sell this exact, you know, place that I'm in where I really liked it. Yeah. I just don't kind of quite understand the number of people saying it's like the best movie of the year. It's like the greatest thing ever. Well, this is and like what I told usually, you. You know, it's more than five stars. Right. It's, you know, this is and six and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like what I told you, and I I didn't get a chance to really look. Um, when we were walking out, I thought. This might be the film in recent memory, at least for this year. There's always a based on a true story that's real dramatic of news footage and rescue. I don't remember another film like that this year. And if there isn't, that's why this is getting. And and if if you don't, you have to have a certain number of those. You do. Uh, Or else if you just have the one. Then there you go. Best picture. Best cinematography. Right. I I thought this was, I did look because I wanted to, I wanted to read a, a couple little things after we saw the film. And this doesn't give anything away. It was just a really funny thing that um, Ben Affleck plays Tony Mendez. Right. And it's really cool. This is this is not in the film. So maybe that's a bit of a spoiler, but I don't mean it to be. Um, he said by the time, and their fake studio was named Studio 6. He said later, by the time Studio 6 folded several weeks after the rescue, we'd received 26 scripts. One was from Steven Spielberg. And I thought that little tidbit was like ridiculously entertaining. Right. <laughs> this studio that got thrown together so fast and was putting together this knockoff of Star Wars right. actually seemed so legit to and, other studios and had that like they got some, work. Had like some government money and, behind yeah, putting some spectacle to it and, and everything. Right? And that is, again, this is one of the reasons why I enjoyed the film above and beyond what was given to you, was that there's all these fun metaphors and parallels for government work and for Hollywood work. Right. And that the the idea that something could be done so quickly, so haphazardly, with so little, you know, real, you know, fact behind it, but looked so real to everybody else. Right. That's awesome. And a that's lot just a lot of the me. stuff that a lot of the stuff where we are looking behind Hollywood kind of in right. in some sense of that, a lot of those parts are, are really fun. Yeah. And then the thing is just I start wondering, is this really fun for me right. and and it's going to work for me or is it really fun for everybody? everybody. And I kind of don't know. I mean, I, I, don't either. I, I know it's fun for me because I'm obviously like really interested in all this stuff. Right. And one of the things that really kind of struck me um, while watching it is, you know, we have the part in the trailer where John Goodman or, you know, one of the trailers, I don't know right. if there's like several of them, but um, – John Goodman is is the guy, right? And Ben Affleck comes and talks to him, and you know John Goodman goes, "So you want to come to Hollywood, not do anything, and 
uh, you know, I don't know, strut around right. and come up with a fake script and, and a fake, yeah, and and have everyone think that you're the greatest thing ever. Right. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, welcome to Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, this is the place you, to be. You, you came to the right yeah. place. And well, however that exact line goes, when I watched the movie, I was really wishing that that wasn't in the trailer. Right. Because it's a great moment. Because give away. It's a yeah. It's a very yeah. cool moment when he's first, you know getting into this idea with an actual part of Hollywood right. uh, to, to try and see how he can make it come together. But then when you follow that line through all the stuff that they do then in Hollywood, right. it's like, I just thought it would be so much better if you just ha- like had that yeah. fresh, not that you had had that little bit as haha, this is a funny right. gag and we can throw out in the trailer. Yeah. And you know, have something else in the trailer. I well, and I know, and and you know as well as I do. If if you don't, sh- and I I agree, I'm not, you know, I'm not disagreeing with that. But you know, in a movie directed by Ben Affleck, if if it's about the Iran hostage situation, you know, if that's really all people are talking about, they're not really you, saying you, anything. You other, better have a funny part. You in the better trailer. you better show people that there's a lot of good humor and lightheartedness. Otherwise, Ben Affleck is basically otherwise remaking, who's going? Right? He's just basically remaking Munich. Right. You know, and you don't want you won't want to keep your audience away for that. So I, you're right though, but it, it's such a fun moment in the movie. Right. It sucks that they gave it away, and and it's it's so much better in the movie. It really is because it even, has a build up to even it. then it seems that it's going to be when yeah. you watch it in the trailer because you watch it in the trailer, you go yeah, well okay, that's right. kind of funny, right. but it it's like even better in the movie. Yeah. Anyway, we should hey, uh, we're getting down. we should definitely start wrapping up. So um, I think pretty much. I've I've covered the goods and bads um, from my perspective. I thought Affleck was great yeah. in every way, including director, and like not just in front of the screen but behind it. Right, know. he was um, the, the movie. Just is well directed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I Guy's don't, talented. I don't know that you could have any serious arguments right. against that. It's a well-directed movie. Yeah. And he is really good in it. He was, for me, even kind of surprisingly good yeah. uh, in this movie because, quite frankly, I don't know that I'm convinced that he's that great an actor overall in, right. you know, in other things that I've seen him in. And he really was yeah. impressive in this. And in in doing a lot of things that are really kind of hard Difficult to, do, to do. I mean, yeah. and, and the supporting cast they're all awesome. It is really, really good. Yeah. Even like, um, you know, there are a couple of cheesy moments kind of with the uh, hostages. Right. Where it's like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we have to have like our little heart right. string tugging yeah. moments and stuff. But even those, you know, are, are, are come together pretty well right. and, and don't go over the edge right. of <laughs> losing you to like the syrupiness or something, right? right? All those all those parts were good, and the script is really good. Yeah, and you know the only thing that I really have going against it are like these these pieces that I've mentioned, where it's just it's just not like fantastic. I mean, right. it's just not like it oh just my doesn't... god, that was yeah. awesome. But it was it's it's one of those like kind of funny things that I come back to frequently in like movie criticism, where you know like kind of mentioned this at the beginning like why cannot why can good not just be good enough right. why does everything right. have to be the best thing there ever was right. why can't a movie just go they say we're good uh, i'm good <laughs> yeah, with that i'm good, I with, mean, I'm good with being good yeah. i think like i am 
fairly solidly at you know because I I want to I want to throw in a three quarter of a star. Or you do it like I'm I'm pretty solidly okay. at like three and three quarters yeah. to four stars. Yeah, like right around there. Like yeah. if you're going out of ten, you know, like right at like seven or eight. Right, whatever out of ten. Right. I I have nothing to disagree with about that. I think the things <clears throat> that we that we decided not to talk about because they are, and you should see that stuff, you know, play out. When we talked about them after the show, I understood why you felt the way you did about them, and I still do. It's not that I have a big disagreement with that perspective. I I think a pretty easy echo across the board. Affleck's great. The crew's great. You know, Alan Arkin is so much fun. I want. I just wanted to see if I if Alan Arkin and John Goodman got their own show. Basically, I, I, this production team. I would have. I would. I would have really loved if the two of them could have been in more of the yeah. movie. It would have. Been, I understand why it's not. You don't want to yeah. put too much comic relief, but really, their their whole story arc is is great and across the board just impressed. Again, with a Ben Affleck movie, the guys just going up and up on my level. And, and you know, I think even though, you know, I don't give this like five stars and say it's like the greatest and, you know, yeah. I don't know on the top right. ten list or, or anything like that because, I mean, I've seen some pretty good movies yeah. and, I, you know, whatever. This is the first movie I've seen this year that, it's, especially like since we've been doing the show, that yeah. this movie could be longer. Yeah. I don't. Uh, and I'd be okay with it. I don't want us to go over. But I don't that, now I love how you drop that with 20 seconds left. I'm like, oh man, there's so much to talk about that. I'm very solid with easy four stars. This film is just, it's it's right there for me. So okay, the live thing is going to end like before I can even say that the live thing is right. going to end. But um, thanks for tuning in, thanks. and we will be back again this weekend. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what we get out of like kind of the Tuesday prime time. I mean, right. We, this is off we schedule for us. Yeah. Right. right. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And I do want to say before we get all the way off, I guess. So for people who are on the podcast, we still have till November 1st for right. a contest we're running. You have to go and listen to our dread review yep. podcast. And that will tell you everything, you know, need to know about how to enter to win um, and what you win in the contest we have is the four movie anthology of Terminator movies Blu-ray. on Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I totally forgot to even get that out, but thanks again for tuning in. <laughs> I was going to say that at the beginning of the I show, know, but you wanted, you, but, didn't, you wanted to go off script, yeah. even though we don't have a script. Right. right. Yeah. All right. So we will, uh, see you this weekend and thanks go, so, go see so our much yeah. for tuning in. Yeah, definitely go see it. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.